You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, Thursday edition. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And coming up in this episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast, Kyle Singler no longer with the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's not official, but Woj broke it earlier today that Kyle Singler will be waived and then he will be stretched. We'll tell you what that means for Oklahoma City. I'll give you a suggestion of a guy that they could go out and get. It's nothing that's going to wow you. Sorry, I'm not going to wow you with this suggestion, but it does open the door for somebody to come back into the fold that really helped the Thunder out last year, whom the Thunder couldn't get now because they had 15 guys on their roster, so we'll talk about that. We'll also discuss today what is going on with high school basketball. Now that the NBA Players Association, the NCAA, USA Basketball, and the NBA itself are all teaming up, to essentially get rid of one and done and identify the best high school basketball players in the state and groom them for the NBA. We always talk about the impact that this has on college basketball, but how far reaching is the impact that it's having on high school basketball? And if you're a high school basketball coach and have had some really wild experiences or even some not so wild experiences, email us at LockedOnThunderPod at gmail.com. That's LockedOnThunderPod at gmail.com. I would love to read your comments and uh, maybe talk about them on an upcoming episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. And then finally today, Clyde Walt Frazier, or Walt Clyde Frazier, is now my favorite Nick of all time. He was in the top three. He was right there with Starks and Ewing and Oakley. He's now number one because he had some comments for Kevin Durant that were none too flattering, and we'll dissect those. If you haven't heard them, it was from uh, Sirius XM, NBA Radio on Sirius XM, so we'll play that for you here on the podcast in segment three. I am Eric G. I'm a contributor to 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, and coming up this basketball season, Randy Renner and I We'll be hosting a Thunder pregame show for the majority of the Thunder basketball games. Randy's been covering the Thunder for 10 years. I've been covering them for five. I'm a credentialed member of the media. There are video archives and audio archives available at LockedOnThunder.com. And we also have all our podcast housed there. So if you're looking for an easy way to get access to all the Locked on Thunder podcasts because you want to go back and revisit them, All you have to do is go to LockedOnThunder.com. So, Kyle Singler is out. We knew this was coming. We thought it was coming yesterday when it it started getting written about, and then we talked a little bit about what Kyle Singler's tenure at Oklahoma City meant for him and meant for the Thunder, and honestly, we talked about that way too long. Now the stuff that I think most Thunder fans care about, and what does waving Kyle Singler mean for this team? Well, the biggest thing that it means is, is that it's going to save them almost $20 million in luxury tax money. So instead of the Thunder having to pay $93 million, or just over $93 million in luxury taxes this year, now they're due to pay just around $74 million 
in luxury tax. It's still a lot for a team that's probably not going to win a championship, but it sure beats paying close to $100 million or for a team that's not going to win a championship. Really, okay, only, you know, give or take $7 million there with the luxury taxes. So if, if the best Oklahoma City can do is get to the Western Conference Finals and they can't eliminate either Houston or Golden State, paying $73 million for that is, is pretty justifiable or paying $73 million in luxury taxes is pretty justifiable. It also opens up a roster spot, which is key for Oklahoma City right now, who had all 15 guys taken care of on their roster and would have had Kyle Singler came back. Doesn't mean that the Thunder have to go out and sign someone immediately. And as far as your luxury tax goes, let's go back and revisit this for a second. The luxury tax, you're actually not assessed any of that until the final day of the season. The final day of the season is when the NBA takes a look at who's on your roster, how much salary you're paying, and then they determine then, and only then, how much luxury tax you're going to pay. So the Thunder can go up, it can go down. I would expect that it would go up because the Thunder are probably going to want to add a 15th player to the roster at some point this season. And I don't know if that's going to be sooner or later, but there will come a time where Sam Presti knows that the Thunder need help, and they'll go out and sign someone. I would think right now a very attractive player to bring back into the fold would be Corey Brewer. I I know that that's not blowing you away, but if what Andre Robertson says is right and that he is not going to be back and not going to be ready to go until December and maybe late December at that, then why not give Corey Brewer an opportunity to come back? He can help you on the defensive end. He far exceeded your expectations last year as far as minutes going and as far as him being a starter. Plus, if you're looking at a starting five right now that features Jeremy Grant, you're not talking about a whole lot of offensive firepower, and you have to consider how much do you want to bring Dennis Schroeder off the bench. Do you want to bring him off the bench? Do you want to give him an opportunity to start at the two? These are some questions that the Thunder are going to have to answer over the next few weeks. If they don't already have them answered, they may have all this completely worked out in their head, and it's just a matter of seeing how guys are developing during workouts now and will develop when it comes around to training camp. The Thunder may have just all all this ready to go, but if they're if they don't and they're unsure, then why not go get a guy that gave you some big time help last year that you know what he brings? It's the biggest thing with Corey Brewer is that you know what he brings. The other the negative about Corey Brewer though is can you really expect at 32 for him to give you the quality minutes that he gave you last year and maybe depending on Andre Robertson's rehab have to do that for a much longer period of time than what he was doing when he was with the Thunder this last go-around. There's some big-time questions to to answer for Oklahoma City, but at least the Kyle Singler contract isn't hanging over their head. And for Kyle Singler, over the next five years, he will make just under a million dollars, and that'll be a million dollars a year in dead money, which will help the salary cap as well for Oklahoma City. It sucks for him that he didn't get a chance to contribute here, but he's getting paid very handsomely to go and not play, and this is something that the uh, NBA has now used for quite some time. I don't want to go without mentioning David West, who announced that he's retiring after 15 years in the NBA. 
David West is a champion, had a long career. I don't know that you necessarily call it storied, but he's a guy that came and contributed quite, you know, quite a bit to the teams that he played for and was able to finish up his career playing for the Golden State Warriors and winning a championship, playing his final two years there. And look, he'd be an easy target to rip because he went and won a ring at Golden State. But I'm all right with a guy like David West chasing and a guy like David West saying that I want to be a part of this because I know that it is coming to an end. And then he was able to stick it out two years there and get that ring. There is something very cool about that for a guy of his stature to have that experience as he walks away from the NBA. It's not an experience I would choose. I don't necessarily fall into that ring chaser category. I'm more the stay with one team an entire career kind of guy. But if that's not really an option for you, then go get a ring. David West, we tip our hat to you and say uh, thank you for everything that you've done in the NBA. All right, is that good? All right, so we're done with David West and we're on to one and done. What one and done means for high school basketball or the lack of one and done means for high school basketball. We often talk about college. We're going to talk about the high school aspect of it next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Remember, you can get Locked on Thunder at iTunes, and please rate us five stars. You can also get us on, where else can you get us? Alexa, you can get us on Google. You can get us on Stitcher and Spotify. There are so many different places to get Locked on Thunder that there's no excuse not to listen unless you just don't know about it. You can also follow us at Locked on Thunder on Twitter and at G-E-E-H-S-O on Twitter as well, because we tweet out our podcast, and we usually do that several times a day to uh, give you an ample opportunity to listen or even catch up on some back episodes. And speaking of those back episodes, they can all be found at LockedOnThunder.com. So the NBA Players Association, the NCAA, the NBA itself, and USA Basketball are all getting together to now to identify the top 80 players in high school basketball, guys who have a legitimate opportunity to make it to the NBA. And what the NBA wants to do as they endorse USA Basketball doing this and they endorse USA Basketball putting together these camps and taking these kids on international competition, the NBA eventually wants to get rid of its age limit rule. So by 2021, maybe 2022, we see one and done go away. And if you're an 18-year-old kid or you're a high school senior and you're good enough to play in the association and that's what the evaluation says, then you can just skip college altogether and do what LeBron, Kobe, Kevin Garnett, Jermaine O'Neal did, and that's go right into the NBA, which we've the majority of us like that rule. LeBron and Kobe can do it. It doesn't mean that everybody else can but if you want that option, it's at least there. Right now, the only option you have if you're 18 and you don't want to play college basketball, you can go into the G League, fight it out there, or you can go overseas and try and make a living and hope that you play at a high enough level that NBA teams stay interested and then they will draft you. I love this, but I do wonder about the effect that all this is having on high school basketball, because what USA Basketball is going to do, it's going to break down to about 20 per class, 
freshman through senior are going to be the kids that they identify with or the kids they identify. And those kids are going to have an opportunity to make it to the NBA. And the reason I talk about the impact on high school basketball is because the AAU team for many, many years now has become more important than the high school team because the AAU coach is the one who has all the connections to the shoe company. They have all the connections to the agents. They've got the connections to the college coaches. College coaches are using AAU coaches essentially as feeder systems. They're talking with agents. And yes, I know that we've had people get in trouble and there have been federal laws broken. But the high school coach has really been pushed out of the recruiting process. And I would imagine that now... If you've got a kid that's good enough to be a part of USA Basketball, you're pushed out of the decision-making process as well if this kid is going to have an opportunity to go to the NBA. That'll be between him, his mom, his dad, aunts and uncles maybe to some extent, and then the agent. And that's it. That's you just left holding the bag. And basketball, the great thing, the biggest thing that's not being mentioned here is that the NCAA... And all these other organizations are finally just acknowledging that basketball is a business and we've made it a business. And kids now don't really care about playing in the NCAA tournament. They care about getting paid. They care about showcasing their skills so they will have the opportunity to go make as as much money as they possibly can, millions and millions of dollars, as soon as they possibly can. And I'm all for it. But I know that this is damaging high school basketball. Even if coaches aren't saying so, even if players aren't saying so, if AAU already matters more than high school, then what does it matter to me as a kid if I win a state championship? If I don't really care that I play in the NCAA tournament because it really is about the NBA now, then why am I going to care if I win a state championship? And I don't think we'll ever see it be as drastic as high school basketball just goes away and becomes defunct, but I do envision a time if it's not already happened, and this is why I would love for you if you're a high school coach and you listen to this, or you've got a son that plays high school basketball, please email me at thunderpod at gmail.com or tweet me at LockedOnThunder or at G-E-E-H-S-O so I can get in touch with you. If what really matters is AAU, kids are playing year-round now, Are we ever going to reach a point in high school basketball where the kids who are playing are kids that are just good enough to play high school basketball? Even at the big schools, they're not good enough to play any other level because you don't want to play high school basketball. You want to make sure that you're working out with your AAU team, your AAU coach, your USA basketball coach, because he's preparing you for a career not to just win a state championship. And and that's also changed the dynamic of what you're supposed to do as a coach now, and, and, and I can see it in coaches' faces where you're preparing a kid for his future of playing, you're not necessarily preparing to win, and yet you're still held to those standards of needing to win and win at a big level in order to stay employed, depending on how successful the high school you coach at has been throughout its history. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G, and coming up, What did Walt Clyde Frazier have to say about Kevin Durant? We'll play it for you next here on Locked on Thunder.
All our Locked On podcasts are housed at LockedOnSports.com. We have launched our college podcast. You can listen to me not only with Locked On Thunder, but Locked On Sooners as well. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Local experts talking about the biggest stories. Go to LockedOnSports.com or just say, hey, Google, play Locked On, insert name of podcast here, and it'll show up. Or Alexa, play Locked On Thunder. So Walt Clyde Frazier is now my all-time favorite Nick because he took a shot at an easy target. That easy target would be Kevin Durant. But listen very closely to what Walt is saying about Kevin Durant. The asterisk part is funny, but there's something else he says that we need to pay really close attention to. Durant, I mean, as great a player he is, I would still hold back because, man, he joined a team that really didn't need him. You know what I mean? I mean, he's he's right there with LeBron. Probably will surpass LeBron as the best player in the game soon. But for him doing that, I still don't give him the full credit that, that he probably would have deserved if he stayed with OKC and won a title with that team. Yeah, is it Eddie and I have a difficult time. Like, can you yeah. place him, like, even as talented as he is, like top 10, top 15 player when when the career is over? If, like you said, you can't give him full credit for the title, is it hard for you to do that? Yeah, yeah, he's going to be down the, down the list for me because of that, you know, because there will be a ostrich by his name. <laughs> okay, let's pay very close attention to what Walt said. This is why I say championships are overrated. I don't like Kevin Durant, but if the numbers bear out, if his skill set remains intact, which it should considering how he plays, I would think Kevin Durant is going to have a career very similar to what Dirk Nowitzki did as far as longevity goes, and and obviously a more stellar career than Dirk Nowitzki, then yeah, Kevin Durant deserves to be recognized as one of the 15 best players in the NBA if everything bears it out in that argument. And if he's already better than LeBron James, there's nothing wrong with saying that Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA. The asterisk and where he ranks all time are two different arguments. The asterisk goes down if that's what Walt Clyde Frazier wants to give. And I'll give him one just because, and and look, mine, I will admit, mine is completely out of spite. Kevin Durant has two finals and two MVPs with two asterisks from me just because of spite because I still hate the move to Golden State. But I'm not going to knock on the guy's skills. And and, and to me, going going back to the original argument, it's two separate arguments. You can always say, look, they didn't need him. He took the easy way out. He went and he won a finals. He should have put Oklahoma City on his back. That's all fine and good. But it doesn't diminish the player that he is. Does it mean that he wanted to take the easy way out? Yeah. Does it mean that he didn't feel like he could get it done in Oklahoma City? And does it make him look a little weak for not wanting to take the Golden State Warriors on in another seven-game series? Yes. But his skills are his skills, and his talent are his talent. And the guy continues to prove to, to produce at a very high level. And it was very obvious when he first got there, and if not so now, he is by far and away the best player on that team. And that's not to take anything away from Steph Curry or even Klay Thompson, but he's eclipsed them both. And he's eclipsed Steph big time. So give Kevin credit where credit is due as far as what he is able to do on the court. And if you've got a problem with his decision because you think it looks weak, then 
hey, I'm right there with you, but I, I don't think we need to take away from his skill just because we didn't like his decision because his skill and everything else is still there. That wraps up today's Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up we uh, tomorrow, yes, tomorrow, we will be back on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Weekend edition with so much more to talk about in the NBA. We'll have it for you here, and uh, you can have three days to enjoy that podcast. It's the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Until tomorrow, everybody love everybody, and peace You are Locked thunder on up. Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.